This program is brought to you by Stanford University. Please visit us at stanford.edu. And we'll begin our next panel, which is on imperatives for U.S. health reform in the next four years. So let's talk about affordability. If you didn't hear anything else that was said by the previous speakers, particularly Peter and Gail and others, it is that everybody who's paying says our system is unsustainable because they're paying too much. Everybody who's getting paid says our system is unsustainable because they're not getting paid enough. I submit to you there is no mathematical answer to that problem. There is no payment rate. There's no slider along the linear scale of payment, which is generally how payers try to adjust outflows that will satisfy both constituencies. So the answer to that has to be reorganization, has to be new business models, has to be, in fact, innovation. There are industries, and Arnie has made reference to some, that actually cost less to do things than they did 20 years ago. And for those of you who like to blame technology for our healthcare costs, telecom has a fair amount of technology in it. Retail has a fair amount of technology in it. The problem is not the technology. The problem is the way in which we diffuse price and adopt that technology or not. And I would argue that the answer to the affordability of health care for people in this country has to be, to some extent, the reorganization of the delivery system for which all of these instruments are paying. So when you hear people talk about co-pays and deductibles and taxes and employer contributions and fair share, they are desperately trying to find a way to finance whatever is going on in this black box of health care. And I would ask you to be really revolutionary and think inside the box. Uh, this panel is sustaining innovation in the developing world. Till now, we've been talking largely about the United States, but obviously the need to innovate in terms of better health care at lower cost is uh, arguably an even more pressing concern for the, that huge portion of humanity that lives in the developing world. So many of the basics that we take for granted are simply missing. And as our panel will uh, no doubt explain in detail, the barriers to making progress against this are multiple and complex and hard, including, among other things, just an entirely different, different level of need for public-private cooperation, uh, a challenge in any context, but particularly challenging in the developing context, as we'll hear. So what hasn't happened? as a result. A lot of things have happened. The pipelines are full. A lot of money is going in. Infrastructure built. Easier to test these products. But what hasn't happened is one of the groups that we have just utterly, almost utterly failed to attract are the, the pre-profit large biotech companies, which uh, some people term capable innovators. Um, they're, they're too big that they don't really need the money. It's more of a distraction to them. Um, but they're not so big that they're worried about their corporate image and trying to give things away. Um, they're just trying to break even. And so we failed to engage them and to find the right incentives and right mechanisms for making that happen. I think that we also may be seeing the limits of what pharma will do around corporate social responsibility. Many good things are happening. A lot of it is in this corporate social responsibility philanthropy model, which has really moved us substantially forward in having pipelines for these products and setting up a better environment for all of it to move forward. Um, but I think that we are seeing the limits of that. And I think anytime we create a bridge, we should make sure that when we get to the other side of that bridge, um, that we're actually at a place that we want to be 
and that we've used our money effectively to get the most value from that. My hope is that we can think more creatively about building linkages between the business community, private industry, but particularly in academia, to begin to focus the enormous resources in a place like Stanford on developing far more innovative, more creative ways to get the efficacy that we have now, much less what's coming down the pipeline, out to the people who really need it. One of the great things that Stanford has brought to this area and to the world is the opportunity to think creatively and cross-disciplinary about opportunities and to put real energy and resource behind those areas. CHP PCOR is one of those great examples. In just 10 years, the Institute has become a nationally and internationally recognized source of ideas and opportunities to see what's possible. The preceding program is copyrighted by Stanford University. Please visit us at stanford.edu.